0: I'm a, covenant man. I'm a covenant man. Living in the riches of my Lord and King. I'm a, man. I'm a covenant man. Committed to Him in everything I do. Believe He'll come again, and I know one thing I'm gonna do till then is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham.
1: Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us today on the Covenant Living broadcast. I'm David Weeder. This is Lynn Weeder. And we are thrilled to be with you and that you are with us. Glory to God. We'll get together around this table and have a good Bible study and learn about the things of God because it's, it's those things, as we apply them in our lives, that bring peace, that bring victory, that bring love, that bring winning in every area of life. And it's we're going to be talking a little bit about this, but it's a, as your concept matures, then you have a, a a bigger concept of the whole thing instead of just one little, little bits and pieces here and there. That's why it's that's why broadcasts like these and 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 other, you know, scripturally based uh, broadcasts are so good because it's continuing you know, And you might get a little bit from here, and then all of a sudden you get something else from here, and you get something else from here. And then someone else says that first thing a different way, and you get a deeper understanding mm-hmm. of it. And it just builds and builds and builds, and you grow and grow and grow. And you go from faith to faith to faith, glory to glory to glory. And that's the way it's designed to work. And that's the way it will work, as long as you work it. <laughs> so let's have a word of prayer, and then we'll get into today. Father, thank you. Thank you for teaching. Thank you for guiding. We approach your word with reverence and honor, but yet comfort just as we approach the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in times of need. We always need your instruction, your guidance, your wisdom, your love, your grace and mercy. They're new every morning and we receive them. Thank you for being with us wherever we go and whatever we do. For you said you'd never leave us nor forsake us, even to the ends of the age. And we're grateful for that. We praise you for it, honor you for it. I pray for the healing, the physical healing of every person listening or watching, to these, broad- watching these broadcasts today. Healing from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. It was purchased for you by the stripes on Jesus' back, and it's available for the taking. So reach out with faith, powered by love, and receive that healing. And I am in agreement with you, Lynn's in agreement with you, and we call you well now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey write us and tell us what the Lord just healed you from (laughs) so we can rejoice about it. Praise God, because I know it happened. Hallelujah. All right, today we're gonna talk about a very awesome, awesome part of love. And you're gonna see it in 1 John chapter four. And actually, I'm gonna have you read it in the King James. Okay. 1 John four, seven through 21
0: beloved let us love one another for love is of god and everyone that loveth is born of god and knoweth god he that loves not knows not god for god is love in this was manifested the love of god toward us because that god sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him herein is love not that we loved god but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation of our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Mm-hmm. Oops,
1: Keep going. Keep going. Yeah.
0: No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love, and he that dwells in love dwells in God and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. Mm, 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 mm. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. He that fears is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If any man say, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. And he that loves not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? Uh oh. And this commandment have we from him that he who loves God loves his brother also.
1: That's a whole lot (laughs) to unpack. I'm going to read the same this is how important it is though. I'm, we're going to take the time to do this. This whole this is point 12 and the whole broadcast is <laughs> dedicated to this point. It, and basically because of that last verse. It, it, if you love God, you have to love your brother. It is just the way it is. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Now, I'm going to read these same verses all of them in the amplified classic version because it really does expound on it and helps unpack it and and really drives home the importance of what he is saying. You have to remember now look, John is one of the two disciples in Luke chapter nine that Jesus got onto because they wanted to call fire down. (laughs) And this was right before he went to the cross and he he charged him. He's like, look, um, you've been with me this whole time. And you don't know know that I came not to destroy men, but to save them. You have got to get this. Well, John got it. He's known as the apostle of love. Glory to God. Now listen to what he writes. Beloved, let us love one another for love is and springs from God. And he who loves his fellow man is begotten or born of God and is coming progressively to know and understand God, to wow, <laughs> to know and understand God, to perceive and recognize and get a better and clearer knowledge of him. He who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not and never did know him. For God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest or displayed where we are concerned. In that God sent his son, the only begotten or unique son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation or the atoning sacrifice for our sin. Beloved, if God loved us so very much, we also ought to love one another. No man has at any time yet seen God, but if we love one another, God abides, lives and remains in us and his love, that love, which is essentially his is brought to completion to its full maturity, runs its full course and is perfected in us. By this, we come to know, perceive, recognize and understand that we abide, live and remain in him and he in us because he has given, imparted to us his Holy Spirit. And besides, we ourselves have seen, have deliberately and steadfastly contemplated and bear witness that the Father has sent the Son as the Savior of the world. Anyone, verse 15, anyone who confesses, acknowledges, and owns that Jesus is the Son of God God abides, lives, and makes his home in him, and he abides, lives, and makes his home in God. Do you you get the import of that? Anyone who confesses, acknowledges, owns that Jesus is the Son of God, God, the creator of the universe, God Almighty abides, lives, makes his home in him. And he has the honor and a privilege of abiding, living, and making his home in God. And we know, understand, recognize, are conscious of by observation and by experience and believe, adhere to, and put faith in and rely on the love of God cherishes for us my Lord. God is love and he who dwells and continues in love dwells and continues in God and God dwells and continues in him. In this union and communion with him, love is brought to completion and attains perfection with us that we may have confidence for the day of judgments with assurance and boldness to face him because as he is, so are we in this world. <laughs> My Lord, there is no fear in love. Dread, listen to this, dread does not exist. But full-grown, complete, perfect love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror. For fear brings with it the thought of punishment. And so he who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love, is not yet grown into love's complete perfection. We love him because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, and hates, detests, and abominates his brother in Christ, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment, this charge, order, and injunction we have from him that he who loves God shall love his brother believer also. (laughs) That's a lot. Wow. My Lord, there is so much in that passage and every bit of it is ours. God, God made it to where he lives and makes his home in us. But not only that, we live and can make our home in him. Mm -hmm. The God of the universe has made himself that personal personal of a father. Wow. Wow. It says that he calculated the universe with a speck of dust. He calculated all the water and the tides and the movements and the rainfall and the floods. By weighing a drop in his hand. That's what the scripture says. And yet, he loves us so much as to become a personal one-on-one father. Yeah, he's the Lord of hosts, the angelic angels. But it says, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom... The whole family in heaven and earth is named. My Lord, what a family to belong to. I mean, you know, hey, being a member of the Rockefellers, that's wonderful. Being a member of the Waltons, yippee-doo. Being a member of the Rothschilds, hey, that's cool. But you can put them all together. (laughs) <laughs> it don't. It does not even hold a candle to the family w- to which you belong. Uh, oh, get this. Get that. You have family rights and privileges because your father is love himself. Yes, I will. Um, Luke chapter fifteen. Luke chapter fifteen. Oh, glory to God. Luke chapter 15 and verse 11. And he said, a certain man had two sons and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after the, Younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance and riotous living. And when he had spent all there arose, a mighty fam- there arose a mighty famine in that land and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat and no man gave to him. And when he finally came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of your hired servants." And he arose and he came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion. compassion. Our father is compassion. He is love. He had compassion and he fell on his neck and kissed him, swine, slop and all. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called your son. And the father paid no attention to it whatsoever and said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it. Let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry, moved with compassion.
0: And there was no dread, no anxiety about that son coming back to his house. He wasn't, he had no thought that his father would say, no, get out of here. You left, get out. He didn't think he would receive that sonship status when he walked back, but there was no dread indicated at all. He was like, even the servants have this much, and I know he'll at least hire me back as a servant. So his knowledge of his father's love wasn't complete yet, but it was a lot better than a lot of people.
1: Yeah. And the, and the, the, the older son, he got all mad and everything. And, uh, but here, here's the deal. Everything was available to him. He said that in the next couple of verses. He said, son, all that I have is yours. And he divided to them Them. their inheritance. He made a big deal about the father being moved with compassion and provided his younger brother with everything he already had access to. But he didn't believe the love. He didn't believe the love. Therefore, he wasn't able to access Access. everything that his father, our father, has provided for us. And he loves us. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And these things must be taught. To a certain degree, they've been a little bit lost. Um, we've got to get love back where it belongs in the equation with faith. And it's kind of like Brother Hagin used to talk about this getting so focused you know on things. And we've gotten so focused in the word of faith of which we is mm-hmm. On studying the principles of faith, studying the fundamentals of faith, studying the basics of faith, studying the, the laws of faith, studying, you know, all of these different things. And then, you know, maybe once a year or something like that, we're like, oh yeah, and faith works by love, and we go through 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And now, okay, now let's get back to the basics of faith. Let's get back to the laws of faith. Let's get back to, you know, all of these things. And our assignment <laughs> is where he instructed us don't don't preach faith don't teach faith without connecting love to it. You know, even give, when we study
0: give the visual of that channel and love making the channel bigger.
1: So the Lord we were talking about this one day and and we're, it's easy to make the connection of when I grow in love, you know there's two different aspects of faith. There's simple faith or saving faith. And then there's using faith as a tool. Um, A while back, Ryan, our son, and I were on here and we did a series on uh, simple faith. And the Bible talks about that. It talks about it in Mark 11, in the faith uh, teaching there, and in uh, Hebrews chapter 11. It talks about, you know, Abraham did this by faith and Isaac did this by faith. And those are the tools of faith. But then right there in the middle it says it's impossible to please God without faith because you must believe that he is. Simple faith. Simple faith, saving faith. Well, that's the same in Mark eleven twenty two. 22. Have faith in God. Simple faith. Then you say to the mountain mm-hmm. and you, you use, use faith it. as a tool. So I was seeking the Lord and I was like, it's easy to see how love in the spirit realm, how does it functionally make faith stronger? And it's easy to see it with saving faith, faith in God. Because you know I love God. God loves me, and the more you develop, you know God loves me. It's easy to see how that increases your faith in God Himself. But I was I was seeking the Lord. How do you how do you explain? How do you how do you see the connection of how does me being kind to my next door neighbor or or uh, my child or whatever, how does that kindness translate into making my faith more efficient to bring my car into manifestation that I'm believing for? And he showed us, he showed both of us as we were conversing, the Holy Spirit worked through both of us back and forth and, and developed this. And there's there's actually several different, but this one really stood out. Going back to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, you are saved by grace through faith so grace has made the entire salvation package available it's also you can see it as the blessing okay your protection your wealth your healing your born your uh reborn human spirit all of that has been provided by grace so it's like this huge ocean out here and then but so grace has provided all that but it's Faith, and we we talked about this, where the that Greek word means a channel through which. So it's like there's this channel between that ocean of salvation package into our personal lives and the reality of our personal lives. And there's this channel, which is literally what the Greek word means. And it's this channel is faith. And it's through that channel, that faith connection, that channel, that the the reality of the blessing flows into our lives because it's already been provided. You're not not trying to get love to move God to give you whatever. He's already given it. When Jesus went to the cross and was risen again, everything you could ever use in this life was provided. But you have to get it through the channel of faith. Mm -hmm. Now, we know that it's through love, that faith is more efficient, effective, and mighty. And the Lord showed it to me this way. Love, going back to Colossians where it says, put off wrath, put off blasphemy, put off all of these things. Well, those are the things that will clog up that channel and make it less efficient, effective, and mighty. The faith channel, talking about the faith channel. And clog it up and fill it up to where it's just a trickle getting through. But when you put on love, you put on forbearance, you put on long suffering, you put on kindness, you put on bowels of mercy, then you get the dredger action here. And the dredger is clearing out that channel. And it may even dredge over here where it widens the channel so that it's more efficient, effective, and mighty. And that's what love does. Love takes that channel and keeps it clear of all the debris. It increases the size of the channel to make it more efficient, effective, and mighty for the salvation package to come through faith into our lives. And that's the way the system works. (laughs) And it works every time. There is the law of faith. ah, But over there in the book of James, there is the royal law. Law of love. Glory to God. And that's the way it works, and it works every time. And we've got to get back to this. Love has to be, as first Thessalonians 4 says, especially in the Classic, it has to be extended and displayed and continued in, Jesus said. And that is the part that we have been assigned to really. REALLY BRING BACK INTO FOCUS. AND SO THAT'S WHAT WE'RE DOING. AND IN THE MEANTIME, DON'T YOU GO ANYWHERE.
0: DavidWeeder.org. DISCOVER THE CALLING AND MISSION OF OUR MINISTRY. GET TO KNOW US AND THE VISION GOD HAS GIVEN US. WATCH THE COVENANT LIVING BROADCAST AND CONNECT TO OUR YOUTUBE CHANNEL. CONSIDER BECOMING A PARTNER AND SUPPORTING OUR OUTREACHES learn about our teaching tools and resources davidweeder.org your connection for all of this and much more
1: hey we we broke for to, to to allow for this space for this spot and uh, one of the guys said that was a lot of information. Yes, it was. And that's why they are all available on the website so that you can go back and you can you can read down through those scriptures with us take and stop notes. and take notes and stop and, and take re-read. notes and reread. and What does that word mean? What does that word mean? That's why they're all on the website free of charge. Our partners and friends have made that available to you for study purposes. And also, it's like Grand Central Station. You can get all the information about the upcoming meetings that are taking place um, in California. They're coming up the um, 13th and the 16th and 17th. And all the information about meetings are on there as well as all of our broadcasts, as well as written material, as well as audio broadcasts. And so it's all there for you. We're looking for every way. To get this message and this word of salvation, word of victory, word of healing, word of love and faith out throughout this earth. And so that's a this you can find out all the different avenues that we have right there on the website. It's a tremendous resource and it's there for you. So please take advantage of it. Hey, we're so glad that you joined us today. Remember, God's always for you. He's never against you. He loves you. We love you, and Jesus is Lord.
0: Thank you, partners and friends, for helping make this broadcast possible. For more information about our ministry, contact us at davidweeder.org or call us at 1-800-988-5380. Join us again next time on the Covenant Living Broadcast.